is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, Cowboys Nation. It is season whatever episode don't know of... Cowboys break, and I am David Hellman, hosting today's episode because Derek Eagleton made an ill-advised decision over drinks last night. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm here with Nick Eatman, Derek Eagleton, Amber Garcia. Uh, you know the drill. We're going to talk about your favorite football team and do all that kind of good stuff. And not surprisingly, all the cool stuff happens after a day off, right? Uh, you, you think it's going to be the downtime, and the response to that is... Uh, they cut one of their most prominent players, which sounds weird to say about a third-string tight end, uh, and a whole bunch of contract news drops overnight. So, which topic do y'all want to start with? We're gonna get them. We're gonna get to them both. But what would you rather talk about right now? Basically, this just this started as kind of a a dare. Like, why don't you sh- you know why don't you just host? No, tomorrow? you know how it started. No. Derek started, said he didn't want to host. Me, no, it started with me saying. Uh, now, this is r- roughly about 10 o'clock last night, and we're standing there, and I'm like, you know, I haven't even prepared for tomorrow's show. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And Dave says, hey, I can host tomorrow. And before he could get out, I could host, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's perfect. Let's go. Let's go. You be the host tomorrow. So that's perfect. And so and now we can I'm go hosting. with whatever you want to go. You're the host. Okay, actually, I I forgot. I actually wrote down. Uh, we can do some blanket coverage, so we'll All just right, start. Let's do that. That All gets right. us going. We'll start <laughs> with. So this is taking off. That means you actually like my yeah. segment. No, I do that like may that be segment. The first time I do. ever in the history of our show, that you guys like something I did. That's I good. Like it. That's good. So blanket coverage. Right. The Rico Gathers era is over for the Dallas Cowboys. That makes you feel blank, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say relieved, but that also makes it feel like I was sitting here anxious about it before. It's almost just kind of like, okay, we all saw the writing on the wall. So it was just like something happened that we already knew was going to happen. Who knew when it was going to happen? But at some point we knew it was going to happen. We were out here. Amber, you and I were talking about this. I think it was day three, two or three, when he the ball hit him straight in the chest mm-hmm. and it just kind of fell to the ground. And we were like, okay, he's, it's just not it's not going to happen. So to me it's just kind of, you know, it is what we all, all expected it was going to be. Nick? Uh, it makes me feel disappointed because I wanted, I wanted him to be that guy. I wanted him to be the Jimmy Graham and, you know, the basketball player, Antonio Gates type guy. That would have been cool. Uh, it just didn't work. I mean, they tried. He tried. Didn't work. AG? Makes me feel good but sad at the same time. Good <laughs> because I got Will McClay to tell me I was right. Thank you very much. And I told him to do a better job with that. And you and Will contest. have been going back and forth yeah, on this one for yeah, a while. Yeah. He, that has been his guy. And, you know, he, he really wanted him to, to be successful on the field. It didn't work out. And obviously, I, I told I told Will, I'm like, yeah, they're not always all going to work out. Yeah, you're great at what you do. But, yeah, there's some. But come back gonna, down to earth. Let me yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah. Let me <laughs> tell you a thing or two, Will <laughs> No, no, but he, he, he is awesome. But sad at the same time because, I mean, if it had worked out, it would have been so good, like, because of his physique, his size, and, and the things that he could have possibly done, and, and it's always sad, I mean, we talk, I, especially me, I like, well, because we do this show, I criticize people, and what we watch, and all that, but at the end of the day, when you see a guy leave, and, you know, it's still sad, and I, I'm sad for him that it just, it wasn't enough, he wasn't getting it. I think relieved is a great word. Just and that sounds mean. I don't have any ill will toward Rico right. Gathers, but it it is kind of a relief because again, he's the third string tight end, and he is one of the more like noteworthy figures on this team because of his background, because of his you know he he's not afraid to talk himself up. He says stuff on Instagram and Twitter, and everybody wants him to be the next Jimmy Graham. And 
the writing has been on the wall for at least like a year that it probably wasn't going to happen. And it's just kind of a relief to not have to juggle that in addition to everything else that's going on. Yeah, I think that the Tom Landry slash Bill Parcells, whoever you want to say, has this this, you know, uh, philosophy of year three. You know, you get you get three years to kind of figure it out. And for him, he got a full three years. Uh, and then by the fourth year, I just think that they didn't see the progression of this is going to continue to get better and better. And how long do you hold your your roster hostage for it? You know, I mean, he's probably other positions are, are needed. I mean, a defensive line position, an offensive line, there's going to be tough cuts there. You can't. Linebackers. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The percentage that Rico gathers goes to a new team and has more success than he did here is blank, Nick. 60%. Ooh, okay. You got to catch more than three passes here. That's true. I think you can go somewhere and do that. Um, The scary part is if somebody got him and tried to maybe – not scary, but interesting would be if somebody took him and did something else with him. You know, yeah, different switch positions. Position. Maybe. But that I've was the worst part of his game, though, in my opinion. Like, I didn't think – I think his blocking was well, what if, what very if he, good. What if he's defense? I, I don't know. I don't – I mean, I don't know. He, I don't know. He, he's got to have – he needs to go play – he needs to go to Europe and play basketball. I, that's what I would Because think about – think about what he did at Baylor. He led the nation in rebounding, doing things that basketball players do in a workout thing. Now you've been playing football for three years. Now you're going to go over – you got a football body with basketball skills. That you can make money. He can make money in this league doing what he does. Yeah. So, I mean, in this league. I'm sorry. He can <laughs> in, in this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. In this in world. world somewhere. Sure. G League. I mean, something. If he had done that from the jump, he might be in the NBA by now. He, yeah. he might. So that's okay. Um, the Cowboys. Anybody have numbers, well, yeah, numbers I mean, on that? Numbers. I I would put it much lower than that. Yeah. I would guess more like about 15 percent because I think the chances of that happening are about right opportunity so it has to be the right team it has to be a team and there you know the team is i mean we all know that that if you want to say a guy the patriots if you want to <laughs> get a guy to achieve more than he would achieve other places they've been one of the teams that can sometimes make that if happen they, so if they sign him or claim him i'm not he's a veteran they don't he doesn't have to be claimed right or, or i think he i think he would well during training camp yeah he's got that one game suspension though too yeah i mean that's something to if he winds up in New England, I'm just going to bury my head in my hands. I mean, they just they, they know how to just kind of create these roles for guys. And so if they, for a guy like him, I could see where maybe they find that one thing that he does semi-well, and they say, okay, this is going to be the only thing you worry about. You do this, right? And he could give them some help in doing that, and it can make him pop enough to where we're like, oh, Rico's doing a little something. You know, he catches two balls in the game. You know, that kind of thing where it's like, more than we ever saw him do here, but it's all about the role. They put him in a role, a specific role, and he does that mm-hmm. decently well. So I think the percentage is low. You tell me what team it is, and the percentage may go up, but right now I'd say 15%. I hope he catches on just you know during training camp when you have a free minute, you're watching other teams' preseason games and reading their reports. Mm-hmm. It would give me a hell of a reason to check in on the Falcons or whoever if, if yeah. he was there. So. Uh, the Cowboys' 2016 draft class loses its second member, Charles Tapper and Rico Gathers, only guys from that draft class who aren't still here, not counting Zeke, who is temporarily not here. Uh, all right, I don't know how to turn. How do you want to go with that? <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say who's next. <laughs> right. Oh, I thought he was going to no, go ahead and turn no. that straight into a transition. We, actually, we are going to talk about that, but no. Right. Th- there's right. no way to do this. There's no way to do this with blanket coverage, but – we, the elephant in the room, you've seen the reports everywhere starting early this morning. Uh, the Cowboys reportedly have offered all of their big three top five money, and they are flummoxed as to why that hasn't uh, why that hasn't generated more discussion, gotten more names on more signatures, all that good type of stuff. I'm curious for y'all's take on this. I, I ran some numbers on it that I want to get to, but just oh, what's your take on that? The Cowboys have reportedly offered Dak, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott all top five money, and yet no deals are done. I think I think that statement is is a general statement to get them all grouped together. I think that the top five means is is Dak. That's that's where the Dak is got to be in the five because you're going to insult Zeke if you say anything about other than top two, or if not number one, he's got to be number one. I think in his mind, uh, so three or four is an insulting thing, and I think for Cooper, it's I think it's got to be in the in the top three range, don't you think? 
that's act that's really well done because I looked up the numbers. I didn't know off the top of my hand off the top of my head. But you're absolutely right. Top five works for Dak. Anything other than top two is insulting for Ezekiel Elliott, and and top three is starting to look kind of insulting for wide receiver too because the, here's the drop. Todd Gurley is leading with 14 million a year. Le'Veon Bell's at 13. David Johnson's at 13. The drop to the next guy, who is um, Devontae Freeman, is eight million a year. So, top five money, not buying it. Now a little bit of a of a moving target there because Julio is still there are well, negotiations well, so going on with Julio. Yeah. Wide yeah, yeah. Re- wide receiver yeah, is wide receiver is very similar. Mike Thomas just set the market at 19. Odell Beckham's behind him at 18. The drop off to Antonio Brown is 16.7. Then you got Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins both making 16 as well. So again, like, and if Julio sets it again, then all of a sudden 18 million is the number three contract at the position. So Again, top five is already starting but, to look but I, I, dicey. But I still don't think that Cooper is necessarily yeah. a guy I think has to be top three. I think if he's top five, you talk about those name, those guys yeah. you name, he's right there with those I guys. I don't think he's better than deal. those guys necessarily. I think he should take the deal. I think that if he's in the top five with those numbers. Now, sometimes you know how numbers can be a little yeah, sure. of how they – but you're doing the best you can there. So I think I – don't, I don't think he's better than, than those guys. This is the. Pro- I think he's, he's as good. I don't think he's better. He's so I as think good he as be Mike right Evans. there in that area. Yeah. I don't think he's better than Hopkins. I don't either. And I well, don't think he's better than. Those when did they make these offer? Since we've been at training camp. Yeah. And that uh, another thing. I, I, I'm and just wondering are, are how long of, they've been waiting on to clear up know. to clear up the confusion. Like th- these offers were not put on the table last night. Reporters right. got wind that these offers existed last night. Right. Like well, these could have been extended before the team even came out here. For all we know, just to clarify. I'm anxious to see that quarterback list of five. Like, what's that? Quarterback list is the easiest to deal with, in my opinion. What do you got? You got Russell Wilson at $35 million a year, Ben Roethlisberger at thirty-four, much smaller guarantee because it's a shorter deal because he's older, Aaron Rodgers at thirty-three and a half, Carson Wentz at 32, Matt Ryan at 30. So you got to hit the $30 million mark to get him into the top five. But that's kind of what we were all thinking. Sure. Is he's yeah. going to be in that range of 30 to 35, right? And I don't know why Dak isn't signing the deal. I am surprised about that, too. And, again, to go back to – I was going to make the same point about wide receiver. Whether we like it or not, it's not purely about stats and talent. It's not, well, like, oh, well, he caught 10 more passes than me, so I should be comfortable taking more less money. Like, that's not how it works. It's – the market is set and reset every time one of these deals gets signed. So, 18 million was top of the line six months ago, to a month, three weeks ago, and it's about to be middle of the pack for top tier receivers. I was looking at this, and I was like, I bet DeAndre Hopkins is pissed. Yeah, because yeah. he is. He's about to be a bargain, and for my money, I think he is the absolute best receiver in football right now. I agree now. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So, I, I mean, do. you can make he's the argument. Good. I don't, I don't. So I thought, think I saw a graph the other day. Last year he went like 115 catches without a drop, like something yeah. like that, something yeah. just and insane and to, his, to imagine. And his quarterback play, I know Watson's pretty good, but when Watson was banged up, he, it never still, changes. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the same with yeah. him. He doesn't like, wow, his quarterback's gone. I, I think he's the best in the league. I really so really good. I think you're just talking about resetting the floor of what's possible. Like Amari Cooper was shooting for $18 million. Now, $18 million is probably the minimum of what he'll accept as a deal, or his agents, I should say. I think we're also making the assumption that the, the overall money is the linchpin, right? There, yeah. there could be other things that are in these contracts yeah. that could be guarantees. holding up negotiated guarantees, um, the length of the deal. Um, even for, 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 um, for Zeke, there could even be some situations where maybe he doesn't want some stipulations the Cowboys want to protect themselves from him getting in trouble off the field. Like, there's a lot of things to factor yeah, into this absolutely. that can change um, a, a negotiating position on either side that don't necessarily have to do with the overall money. You know, the, the guy that messes it up, or I don't know if messes up, just confuses the whole thing at quarterback to me is, is Wentz. Because there's other guys there, they've won MVPs, they've, they've been, won Super Bowls, they've won both. Um, Wentz... On his way to, and it, he got some MVP votes, and he might have won it that yeah, year. I think he would have if he'd stayed healthy. And I don't doubt that they would have won, st- still won the Super Bowl. You know, if he's been the he, quarterback. You know what? He's, he's playing won a Super Bowl. He's playing really well. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he has. He has got a Super Bowl ring, and he led them to a, a, a position where the backup could come in and win games at home. I would imagine. I can't remember. Did they win at home? Yeah, they uh, they were the one seed. So, so he he won a Super Bowl. I mean, I, it, history. The, the interesting part about it is. Years from now, and I'm talking 20 years from now, when he's out of the league, 
people that are looking back at the league and talking about the league, they'll, in their minds, the back of their minds, be like, he didn't win a Super Bowl? Because they will think he had a great year, he was MVP caliber player, and they won a Super Bowl that year, not even really putting it together all the time that he wasn't it, the quarterback that did here's, that won the Super Bowl. Here's what's weird about that. If they don't ever win another Super Bowl, and a lot of fans would, uh, that listen to this would love that, if they don't ever win another one, then it'll be like, yeah, he kind of won, but maybe. But if he leads them to another one, then he'll have two. There you go. Right. Yeah. It'll just be like you. You have two. Exactly right. So, and y'all, y'all don't call. We don't call these shots, and it's a tough thing to. It's a tough thing to parse out. But knowing this, so knowing those numbers, and that these offers have not been accepted by these players, what, like, what are you willing to do to get? I mean, are you are you willing to pay Dak more than Aaron Rodgers to get a deal done? No, I honestly I I believe that, and I believe that the Cowboys will do this. But I believe the Cowboys have kind of a a budget, yeah. for lack of a better way to put it. And I don't think they're going to extend themselves much beyond that. Now there may be other things they're willing to negotiate, but the money's the money. And and Jerry was pretty forthright about that in his public comments, saying you know they weren't trying to set the market. Um, and I don't think they are. I think and and, and nor should they. I don't think that I don't think either of those three players. Zeke is probably the closest, but I don't think either three of those yeah. players is the best at their position in the league. I think Zeke is right there among the best. I think those other two are. There are several. When we went through the exercise of the quarterbacks, what do we have? Dak ninth. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't think that I don't think they are players that necessitate you saying we'll blow up our financial budget in order to get them get them signed. I think. You got leverage with some of them. Now you got to do a deal or two to give you some leverage with the the with the uh, the franchise tag. But I think when it's all said and done, I think the Cowboys stick to their budget Especially and make it happen. Especially with a guy that you still don't know what you really have, Dak. Dak. Right. It, still, he hasn't shown it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So not not to the level you around. need him to. Yeah. I mean, not that that list matters so much, but I mean, you're talking about you know the peers are voting. NFL's top 100. He's not on there. You know, he's not in the top 15 as, as quarterbacks. For, rated on your peers. I think around the league, people would would put him somewhere in the middle. And the Cowboys are offering you top five money. Yeah. Um, I, if that's the case, I mean, I, I just don't understand what they would be waiting for. To be in that group, that that's a, that would be a, a good deal for Dak. And so I I don't I don't understand Dak's hesitation. If we can assume that these reports are accurate. I I I tend to think it would take market setting to get Zeke here. That's yeah, I mean, I, I you, and your point is well made that you know you can argue for Gurley and Bell and the fact that you can't trust Zeke, but it is what it is. I mean, that's yeah. probably what he wants. But I will believe it when I see it. The report that Justina Anderson had out there that he's willing to miss the entire season. I don't believe that. At I'll all. believe it when I see it. Mm. I don't trust the fact when, especially if this was going to be the final year. Like Le'Veon had last year, where it was like, well, they gotta, they gotta get rid of me after this year. They can't hold on to me for another year. Then maybe, but is a player willing to give up two years? And if you're not willing to give up two years, then what good is sitting out one year when you'd be back the next year? It, it just, to me, the whole thing that does not make sense to me. I can't see him missing an entire season no, this year. Not an entire season, but the number they kept going around. And, and last night, hearing a lot of talk about the Zeke contract, it was ten games. Uh, for he's got to play six. He's got to play six, and, and and so he may. I don't think he'll miss the whole year, but if he's going to do anything, got to play six yeah. to do what? Like, what's the? Uh, I think incentive? I think I think so. He could get his year. He can get that that year. So, so he the could, year counts. So the year would. Count. But but the still the still the the thing still about it is that is ten game checks. Ten game checks. Quarter I, I million dollars it. for every game. He, he I misses. will believe it when I see it. Like I'd that's say. a ton of money. That, by the way, a guy's trying to get paid, so you and would think he wants the money. And here's another, well, you know, the fact that he's lost all his incentives anyways yeah. because of because of the the six-game suspension that he got two years ago. So he doesn't have those incentives really to get anyways, but, but he lost a lot of money. He lost some, le you know, with legal fees and all that, so I can't imagine him wanting to do yeah, that. I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Now, maybe he will. Maybe but he has enough conviction on this where he's like, I'll take whatever hits come to me. I'll just believe it when I see it. I'm going to go back to Dak real quick. I, I I will bet everything that I have that he plays, uh, he plays the first game with the new contract. There's no way. There's no way they're going to play a game and not take that deal. I keep pointing to that. Because <laughs> so, yeah. Can I, can I throw out this? I thought about this last night, and I was. it made me think, surely no players would be willing to do this. But what if they got to pass training camp, play that last preseason game on that Thursday night, and 
both all three, Dak, Zeke, and Amari, all said, we're out till we get contracts. <laughs> what happens then? Uh, Jerry and Steven Jones have a fit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, no, it's they're never not the been only done. Ones. It's never been done in the NFL, obviously. In the NBA, Triple you know, down. you've seen teams now get to a point where players have a lot of sway in the NBA. Like, they literally are di- dictating what teams are going to go to. You got guys with long-term contracts that are basically getting teams to trade them because they're like, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and, and I wonder if ever there is a scenario in the NFL where players feel like they have enough leverage. And is that the kind of move they would have to have? Like, when you've got three big-time players that are all due for a contract, all three of them together create enough pressure to where – they can force something. I mean, if they really went through with that, I would have to be- – I mean, the season the season's not happening without those three. Yeah. Like, you're not winning anything. But I think like, – Like, you might not risk. win three games without the, the, those three players. The biggest risk for them, though, is they alienate a bunch of guys in that locker room. Absolutely. And so they that would be the nuclear button because you blow up your team chemistry because that's, that just screams, I'm all about me, in a, in a situation where, especially for the quarterback, you have to – at least project damage you're all about the team. Yeah. And so I think that would be a nuclear option. Mm. I don't think they would do it. I don't think it would be smart. But it made me think, like, mm. that could create a bunch of really interesting dynamics just across the league. That would be seismic across the league when you start talking about how teams and, and players interact when it comes to contracts. Yeah. I don't I don't think Dak should play. I, I know somebody said Going that. Going into it got, the season? Got me thinking, and I agree 100%. I don't think he should play the first. I don't think he should play. Hold that thought while okay. we take our first break. I want to I want to hear more about that real quick, though. Let's, uh, let's make some advertisers happy. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk ex- and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is Cowboys break. We are there's there's no football on Monday, so we're talking contract instead. With this team, I think that's an understatement. Gatorade? Uh, no. Why? Just figured if we're talking contract, we should be drinking Gatorade. I'm not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I am not following. Yeah, you're right. Great Jack's piece drinking of video. Great piece of viral content we did with number four uh, last week. Nick. Yes, sir. I want you to expound on what you said right before the break about Dak. Not you don't think he should play without a new deal. I really don't, and and I I just think that, and I know Derek, you disagree with this. We talked about it just now, but I just feel like if if something were to happen, injury wise or whatever, I don't know if the value is the same. I don't know if the Cowboys look at it. I know the Cowboys will always be that 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 organization that that does the. I think they do the right thing mm-hmm. on a situation like that. I still think they would try to sign him, but I think just you're risking so much with him. Um, Going into a season and playing on the contract, knowing that how much is sitting on the table, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. And I, I think you can get 
the leverage if it's just if it's right there if it's really close I think you can get there and maybe you don't have to sit out the game but maybe you float it out there like what if he doesn't play you've got it you've got to like force their hand a little bit you can't you can't go to the Giants game and and, and lose it so I think if he misses it then I I mean I think if he if he at least threatens the holdout like listen I can't start a season without this contract well I the one thing I, I think you're right I, I don't I think the Cowboys are the type type of organization that would do the right thing especially by a player that they think is in their long term plans so assuming he did get hurt I think they would probably honor whatever you know if this if these reports are are true that they have these offers out there to those guys mm-hmm. then my thought is if he plays the first game and knock on wood he gets hurt then my thought is the Cowboys probably still honor that offer that they have out there for him. I don't think they would rescind that because he's hurt and say, no, now we got to dock you. I don't think that happens. Um, and I also think that Dak has something to lose. What I mean by that is, like I said before, quarterback has a responsibility on a team for everybody on the team to feel like he has more of a vested interest in the team being successful than himself. Because if the team ever starts to think about think of the quarterback as being in it for himself, it's with any leadership position. When anybody starts to think on that team that the leader is more more uh, concerned about his own success than the team, he's going to lose all credibility. And so I think for, for somebody like Dak, it's very different than even Zeke or Amari. I think he has that to worry about if he wants to be able to lead this team into the future. I think any player that thinks that way would, is, would be so naive and short-sighted that they're not re- remembering that this guy played – for you know a million dollars, six hundred and eighty thousand in the first couple of years. I mean, he's done it the right way. He hasn't made a lot of waves about it. He's been one of the most underpaid and undervalued players in the entire league, and so now it's his time. So I mean, I think for him too, he should also. Do, I mean, for him, what if you go out and don't play well, and then all of a sudden now that number is going because right now you're sitting at top five money. That's all okay. I think the problem though for a lot of players in that locker room would be. Well, then you should have done this back at the beginning of training camp because then Cooper Rush and Mike White and whoever else they would have brought in here would have been getting those reps and we would be able to prepare ourselves to be able to play that first game of the season. Do they you, were out of tra- on, you were out of training camp, and so that meant you basically put us in a position where now we're handicapped going into the season without you, and that's more about us than it is about you handling your business. Go handle your business because okay. I, I don't think they think the same thing about Zeke right now. They feel like he's handling his business, but guess what? They got running backs out here that are getting number okay. one reps so they can be the guy that plays week one do if, you, that, if he calls Do you that. feel like they did that way with Demarcus Lawrence? Do you think those hot boys thought he was being selfish because he wasn't getting the surgery? He was what he was forcing their hand a little bit and not saying, I'm not going to get a surgery until I get a new deal. Do you think those guys – were upset with him because no, but he was doing it kind of for himself too, which I didn't disagree with. Right. Once again, I don't think it's the same situation. Chime in, guys. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm it's, enjoying I this. <laughs> Derek is ta- Derek is taking advantage of this opportunity, and I'm letting him run. There you go. There I you go. don't <laughs> think it's the same situation. Okay. Now, if if he would have waited and and it all it got all the way to training camp, let's say, and and then he was like, I'm now I'm gonna like he gets to the season again, first game, and he's like, I'm out. I'm not playing. I think that's a lot different because you let the whole team go through training camp. You were taking the reps. These other guys were sitting out. They were taking second rep, third mm-hmm. team reps, and you were you knew all along you weren't going to be there or there was a potential you weren't going to be there for the first game. That hurts the team. It's one thing to handle your business, and the way he did it in the offseason, Cowboys had every opportunity to say, okay, well, right. we may not have him. We may want to draft somebody. We may want to get a free agent. We may, Robert Quinn, I think part of that was them kind of protecting themselves a little bit in the case that they couldn't come to an agreement. But the point is they had an opportunity to do something different. You don't give them that opportunity if you wait until week one and then say, I'm withholding my services. I, I think that it's it would be the other way around. I think if, if it would be worse to sit there as the quarterback and say, I'm not even going to be at training camp and I'll let you guys do whatever and let Cooper Rush sign another guy and then finally get a deal and then I come in here and I don't have the chemistry or whatever. He's saying, hey, I'm going to show up at camp. I'm going to do this thing. We're going to get ready. And I trust that in these four or five weeks you're going to get this thing going. But if you don't, I can't be going into the season against the Giants game without a new deal. You said something really interesting there that I do agree with. You said, I trust in these four or five weeks, you're going to get something done. So if there was an agreement, a handshake agreement, an understanding, while we're at training camp, we're going to get this thing done. And then the Cowboys don't get this thing done. Now maybe there's yeah, a little bit okay. more of a reason why he would do that because he felt feels like there was an agreement and they didn't handle their part of the agreement. I don't know that I think that's the case. So, I don't th- again, I still think that he would, he would jeopardize his relationships in that locker room and what those players think of him if he put their season in jeopardy by doing this Everybody at the time. here knows what's going on. The mm-hmm. players know what's going on with him. They know and they understand how this business works. They could 
know in their mind, like, okay, this is a possibility. This could happen. And when you're dealing with contract talks, what is the player actually doing in those negotia- negotiations? Uh-huh. You know, that's between the agents and the Cowboys. So the player could be sitting there okay. drinking, eating, whatever. <laughs> Might as well be out here doing stuff with right. the team. Right. I'll say this. And it's, it, you know, throw a big cold bucket of water on the debate. I really... I really feel like this will all get taken care of I before before it's nut cutting time. I think when is nut cutting time? Season, the okay. start of the regular season. Um, I agree with that. I you know, yeah. it's this is really unique in my opinion because usually these debates form up when a team doesn't want to pay a player. You know, like and the Cowboys want to pay these guys. They yeah. want to have them under contract. They want them to help them win games. Cynically, they want them to help them make money too. Like these are your most profit, your three most profitable players, and yeah. all that stuff. Can um, I add one more thing into? Yeah, name a time absolutely. when, and you see this a lot. Name a time when a veteran, high-profile guy actually sat out games during the regular season, and eventually somebody in that locker room made a statement that indicated the guys in the locker room weren't happy with the fact that he wasn't there. I mean, the Steelers, it happens all the time. Yeah, the Steelers were yeah, furious. Yeah, it happens all the time. And they start off they start off with, oh, it's just business. He's handling this business. But I think somebody on this show even said it last week. It, once it starts affecting their business, mm-hmm. now it's a whole different matter. And you're yeah. losing games because they're not there. Now it's affecting their business. And that's what particularly the quarterback has to be aware of, even more so than these other position players. Right around the time that I was starting to get really antsy that the tank situation was going to mess up the season, he signed his deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just, I mean, it's a cliche, but, like, nothing happens until it happens. And we're going to wake up one morning to find out that the ink is dry on the contract. The Cowboys like, love deadlines, boy. They work toward they really deadlines. Do. They really do. Which is why the DeMarcus Lawrence thing was so refreshing because they it didn't happen that way. So yeah. maybe hopefully they were like, man, that was really great to just kind of get out in front of it. <laughs> right. Let's do that again. But, no, they actually did kind of work toward a deadline because if you think about it. The deadline for the surgery. The deadline yeah, for the surgery. Right. Like that was what was shame probably on, Shame on me for thinking that they operated any other way. Yeah. Um, all right. That ran long. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But. But as long as let's let's just hammer all of this out because okay, hold on. Oh, Wait. oh, oh, no. what's up? What you Uh-oh. got? What Here you got? Garcia. One of the things that you mentioned it, it just kept resonating in my head. It's like you know these guys do make the Cowboys a lot of money, big time. And another thing, Dak. Again, we don't know all the details of the contract, but aside from the money that is being talked about, you got all these brands. And uh, what is it like? Companies that want to sponsor you. Sure. He that's ma- a big part he of the. He makes a ton of money. That's a big part sponsors. of the Cowboys' pitch is the things that come along with being the Cowboys' quarterback. Campbell Soup wants you. You're going to be on the Sports Center commercials. You're going to, you know, Dak Prescott is in like eight different commercials. The Oikos yogurt stuff with the yeah. So he's got sizable contracts. I mean, sizable uh, endorsements. That's really not going to stop him. Well, from by the end of the day, the I mean, if you start possible. adding everything, you're probably making the most money out of all the quarterbacks. And that's right. that's the argument that the Cowboys make. Like Dave said, like what their argument is, if we pay you top five, yeah, being with the Cowboys will help you Take be you top there. one because nobody else, no other brand in professional sports really has the power that the Dallas Cowboys brand does. So if you use it properly and stay out of trouble so that you yeah. actually are marketable, then you have the ability let's, to make that distance up. Let's think about this, th- too. He gets hurt in the first game. Do the Cowboys still do a big deal? Who? The Cowboys. Yeah. I think I think they would. I think so. Okay. Yeah. There's all these sponsors that, that want to talk to him about different things. I mean, if he's got contracts, he's got contracts. But some of the things that his agent's been talking with yeah, this company. Yeah, he's still marketable. It's about is the space. He? Not if he's yes. not playing. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, not, no. not this year. I, hey, let's hold off on that. So, you know, Are we, we going to do that commercial still? Well, how long you know is what? he out for? Well, a whole yeah. year. I mean, no, the, yeah. Okay. I, I honestly, saying. I've seen. I mean, I've seen guys that have been hurt that still had endorsements. I, I don't think it just goes away. There are guys that retire and still have endorsements. It's about the name recognition. Do you have name recognition, and what do people think of you when they hear your name? If it's good thoughts, then you are marketable, but and people want you to endorse their product. I'm just saying, if they, if there's somebody that's wanting to do a deal with Dak, and they're going to shoot a commercial, and then he gets hurt, they're not doing it. We're not going to do it this year. I don't. I disagree with that. You're not going to have a guy in crutches do a commercial in October when he's not playing. You have him sit down. He doesn't have to have <laughs> crutches when he's sitting down. The point is, I don't think that kills his deals. Like, I don't think it, really it does. Doesn't. It doesn't kill, kill them, deals. but I think it shelves them. It just shelves like, them. I, I don't, we'll talk I don't about think it. Campbell's would be like, we still love you, but uh, we're going to put Todd Gurley in the commercial. His this name year. is still his name. His reputation is still <laughs> okay, his reputation. Okay, okay, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. 
You think you think many people out there got that reference? Uh, a few, yeah, okay. a few. Right, they'll, they'll tweet us and say, "Marlo Stanfield, let's there we go." go. Um, all right. Well, now we're really short on time, but I think it's we're never short on time. As much as as much as we talk about the big three, 2020 is going to be fascinating, just in terms of how many guys on this team are not under contract. These these are just some. Like it's it's even longer list than this. But Lyle Collins, Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Jeff Heath. Randall Cobb, Jason Witten, J- uh, Joe Thomas, Malik Collins, Sean Lee, LP Latticer, Blake Jarwin, Xavier Suafilo. All up this year? Anthony this Brown, year? Tavon Austin. That doesn't include Jalen Smith and Antoine Woods, who both have restricted deals. Yeah. So my question I'm, – I'm, I'm, wow. I was going to go down the whole list, but I, my, I'm going to pose a couple. Lyle Collins. Does his future lie here? I don't think Probably so. Probably not. I don't not with so. everything you got on the – on the can't pay everybody. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, here's okay. Here's a good one, Jeff Heath. Depends on what kind of deal. Yeah. If you're getting a middle of the road deal, I don't see why not. I I think Jeff Heath. Yeah, I think he'll sign that. I I think it'll be a middle of the road deal. Would you sign him to the same type of deal he signed last time? Four years, seven million. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I got a better option, which again that'll have to you know that'll have something to do with the draft and. If I if I can get him to be number three and uh. If I could get him to be number three in a special teams guy, that would be ideal. You yeah, know? I agree with that. But you've been trying to replace him. Well, I shouldn't say you. I, I think the general consensus among fans and media is they've been looking for an option to replace him for years and haven't found one. Um, I honestly could. believe, honestly believe, if you get the kind of play out of Xavier Woods this year that I hope he, that I think he will have, then Jeff Heath becomes a really good number two. And I think you're okay with that number two yeah. if Jeff, if, if Xavier is playing to that level and getting the turnovers and actually making those if, plays to change games. If you sign Lyell to a big deal or a fair deal, whatever it is, and then you're sitting, let's say you had the 24th pick in the draft, would you want to take an offensive tackle? If he's the best player there, don't window dress your board, Nick. <laughs> well, is he going to play though? Oh, not not if you re-sign Lyell. No. Then you sign Lyell and Tyron's played, you know, great, and then 24th pick, you're like not going to do that. But if you re-sign Heath and the 24th pick is a safety and it's a guy that's really good that you like, you're going to take you him. Still take him. So I so that kind of answers my question. I don't I don't I sign Heath to a, a deal that I I don't have to worry about signing another guy. Here's one for you, AG. Jason Witten and Sean Lee. I think most people assume that this is the last year of their career. Is there any chance that that's not true? You see them here longer than 2019. Um, I don't know. I mean. Witten maybe depending maybe another one year deal depending how he does this year. I, I, Sean Lee, just hire him as a coach. I'm, <laughs> just I'm do that. ready for Sean Lee, the defensive coach. What's interesting? Not that I. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. What's interesting? Looking at your list, I mean, when you go it's over long. it, most of those guys, when you separate them, most of them, not everyone, you you can feel like, okay, this guy can be replaced, kind of easy. But then once you put the whole list together, I mean, you're replacing a ton of guys. Yeah. Like that really changes your whole team. And the interesting part about that is, outside of Byron and Lyle and Quinn, of the guys that are that are unrestricted free agents, maybe Malik is in that category, you don't think you're talking about big deals. Like, right. the market for them probably is not going to be a big deal. Right. The pro- market for them is probably going to be middle of the road, which the Cowboys have shown That's they can do those kinds of deals and kind of re-sign their own it's guys. It's a hard conversation to have in August, though, because, you know, if this defense really rocks, I mean, if Malik, if Malik Collins gets eight sacks and, and goes yeah. to the Pro Bowl and this team's in the playoffs. Changes the conversation. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown, if he gets four interceptions yep, for this no defense. This, the tricky one is Malik, and I, I could see where the Cowboys could try and do a Tyrone Crawford type thing, and I also will say Jay Ratliff. They, they tried this on these guys. Get out in front of it. Try to try to sign him now. And does does Malik say, well, that's pretty decent guaranteed money, might want to take it? Or do, do they bet on themselves and say, I might have a blow-up blow year and, and then I need a lot more than that? From an optic standpoint, could the Cowboys – could the Cowboys get away with doing a deal, let's say, with Malik out here at camp right now, mm-hmm. 
with all those other three kind of hanging out there and not being done. Just from an optics standpoint. That would be – oh, th they don't care about optics. No, no, no. But, but, but it would be funny. But from a negotiation standpoint, does that help them? Does that hurt them with those other three deals? How does that How does that affect those other three deals? I'll take the word right out of Stephen Jones's mouth and just like they – no, we can do as many contracts as we want. We've got the space. We'll figure it out. It all makes sense to them. I, I, I asked him to his face. I was like, can you really – do three contracts at once like this? He's like, we can do four. We can do five. So, okay. I yeah, I think they could. Do I don't it. know if they Let's will. Do it. One big stage. God, yeah. that would be awesome. And they called the press conference, and we're all like, okay, we got it done. Then it's Malik. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would we've laugh. Signed, we've signed oh, okay. three guys, and they signed Malik. <laughs> Jeff Anthony Heath, Brown. Malik Collins, and Anthony Brown. I would die. And they're all laughing. rolling up there, holding their jerseys up like, yeah, paid. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, we are going to take our second break, and we have got some fan questions to get to. Going to go rapid fire. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Hello, hello, hello. We are back on the break. It is the third segment. It is time to take fan questions. Let's try to hit as many of these as possible because we're usually pretty bad at that. So we are. Uh, I asked for questions. Y'all did not well, let not me down. Well, not if you're hosting. It should go pretty quick. Good point. Uh, so let's wow. let's is, do it. I'm what? gonna. Did nope. Stop. Nope. Nope. I'm not gonna let you do it. We're gonna go. She's so mean. She How got is that him. Mean? She got him. I don't even think he even knew it. <laughs> Really? Uh, That's not me. Yeah. Oh, wait, you, you <laughs> dig at me? Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> Dave thought she, she was digging at me. If you're hosting, you're, you're right. It's like, <laughs> sure. Because Dave jumps in and starts roasting. You know. Look, I got a lot of opinions about stuff. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, that was a good one. My buddy Connor wants to know let's assume six wide receivers make the team, which is more plausible now that Rico's gone, in my opinion. Just, you, I mean, it's hard to imagine them carrying four tight ends. Uh, Let's say Cooper, Gallup, Cobb, and Tavon Austin are locks. Again, feels like a safe bet. Who are the other two receivers that make this? Well, team? Name those four again for me, please. Tavon. Cooper. Tavon with the other three. Um. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That's He's funny. a safe we, bet. Tavon. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we we've been talking about this a lot. We just put up. Yeah, we just did a top uh, top eleven. Actually, we did a ranking uh, on the site of this wide receivers. I, I think it's out read it. right now. Um, and Tavon is four. You said five and six. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think as it stands, I think four through nine, it will, will c 
could change with one or two good or bad plays. But as it stands right now, I'd say five is, and this is to make the team, I yes. say Noah Brown mm-hmm. uh, because they love him. And John V. Johnson is at a, a six right now. I think I, I absolutely. Well, I'm we all did the list, so, yeah, <laughs> so point, we yeah. came together on it. But, but you know, ninth on the list is, is uh, Boise. I can't remember his name. Cedric Wilson. Oh, Cedric Wilson. I cannot yeah. remember but his name. He, he could make a couple of big plays and jump in there too. But it also makes sense what, of what we know of this this staff, right? They like guys that they rely, have relied on. They like veteran guys. So when you start talking about a Tavon, they may trust him a little bit more to get back there and catch that punt than they do, you know, a young guy that's coming up that, yeah. that could or couldn't, right? And we know they love Noah Brown. For whatever reason, they love Noah Brown. I will say part of it is he does the dirty work that you don't have a lot of receivers on he's this. Got, that he th- is the only guy with his body type, right. and he can do the dirty work. Right. Block, so all that. So stuff. all those things, when you, when you really start breaking it down, it's not so much about what's happening out here um, as much as it is about kind of how they tend to build their team, and I think it all makes sense from sure. that standpoint. Nathaniel wants to know, what's going on with Connor McGovern? Mm-hmm. Haven't seen him. <laughs> I want to know that too. <laughs> Something. I've, is he still dealing with the whole yeah. chest? Thing. Starting Tech. to wonder if he should have been a pup guy. I, I mean, I'm if I'm not mistaken that he can still be at walkthrough and stuff if he's on pup, right? Or is that not true? Actually, it might not be true. It's not. You can't do that. So he is. He, that's like, that's other, why he's not on pup. Exactly. Is so he can take part in he's learning be, this stuff. He's got to be close. He was in pads, full pads the other day during the scrimmage, going through some of the individual drills. So I can't. I can't think he's too far along. But it's unfortunate because Zach Martin obviously is out. Cody Winchman. This is the time for him. I always to say it wrong. What is it? I I think it's Weichman, but I don't quote Any, me on that. But, that but let's be real. Cody? Like, this was a 2020 pick. I mean, this sure. was a pick. This was a pick that they they're going to need next year, especially if what we just talked about with Lyle yeah. becomes fact. That's when they need him. So they don't need to rush him in right now. They want him learning. So you want him sure. out here and learning. But that's the other. They get into the regular season. They still have practices every day, and we don't get to see all of those. Fair. But he's going to be practicing throughout this year. He's going to get an opportunity to be That's getting fair. himself ready. He's the, Noah next Brown. Year. he's the Noah Brown of the tide of the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, by next like year. He, he's going to make it. He, yeah. Oh, they're he's hoping there, to have him ready yeah. by next year if they need him for next year. He's going to – I think he's going to be wearing a lot of baseball hats on the sideline Absolutely. this year. <laughs> um, Mike wants to know, with so much depth on this team, what's a position that could get shortchanged, as in going light when they make their roster cuts? It's hmm. a good one. Um, quarterback? Quarterback. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's true. I don't know if it's getting shortchanged, you know. It's accurately changed. Like, they don't need more than two. Yeah. When you you know, when you know think about, yeah, doubling however many starters you've got, you know. I mean, you'll have two uh, quarterbacks. I think that's probably good. But, but, but that's not really what he's trying to ask. He's trying to ask a, another position. And Running back? <sighs> What would you mm, do? I, th- I mean, four. I think four is a lock. Like Jamez Olawale is your fullback and three running safety. Because you know you might keep extra corners, and I don't know if you'll. That's a good one. I mean, because Kayvon. I think I. Don't I we talked about the secondary yesterday, and I think that's fair. I mean, they did nine last year. If they feel really good about their, you know, front-of-the-line guys. I, I could see him do nine, especially, you know, if you want to keep 10 or 11 on the defensive line, mm-hmm. which seems possible. I could see that. And then now in tight end, I would have to imagine they're going with three tight ends. So, um, Can I throw something uh, real quick? I yeah. just noticed this on Twitter. Uh, our sister station, or I don't know if you call our sister station, but our flagship station, uh, the fan, they are interviewing Stephen Jones right now. And Jeff Kavanaugh, I assume he's doing the interview. Uh, he just tweeted, Stephen Jones says, there's no current momentum to make it feel like any deals get done uh, in Oxnard. Mm. That's interesting a little bit to me. I don't, um, I don't like that. But, but I again, don't like to hear once that. Again, once again, that's <laughs> all part of the negotiation process. Like you throw things out there and you kind of hope that, that mm-hmm. other people hear them and it starts to get them to maybe move a little bit more. Because the one thing we keep hearing is they aren't talking. Like they're yeah. just not communicating. Maybe this spurs a little bit more conversation. I don't know, but that's at least what, what Jeff's tweeting here on, on 105.3 The Fan. You can't believe everything you hear. I mean, there's two sides to every story, but, right. like, it's certain the Cowboys are trying to project. They're like, we want to give you money. Right. Come, give, <laughs> let us give you money. And the players are saying, we want more yeah, money. The players are like, yeah, but tell them what the guarantee is, Steven. <laughs> that's that's probably the reality of the situation. Right. Um, I would love these players 
like Dak and Amari to just drop a sentence in there when you interview them. Quit saying like, "Oh, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not, uh, you know, manager." God, if agents Dak, are dealing with that, if Dak Prescott was like, "Yeah, tell, like get him to tell you what the guarantee and the last <laughs> offer was," oh my God, that would be yes. gold. Is that what you're savage? Say? He would not do it. <laughs> no, he would <laughs> never. He would never. He would not do it. Uh, my buddy Pash wants to know: At what point did they bring real competition to camp at kicker? Personally, I don't think they will. Not out here. I don't think you need it. I don't think you need to bring in the competition. They know. They, I mean, get it. I mean, if he, he's going to get a chance to go out there, if he misses the kicks in San Francisco, uh, they they'll have another guy in here. Do you think that maybe part of this because it, it seems to, it baffles me a little bit that they didn't bring in just another leg, just, just so they can see him uh, against him to be able to kind of create that pressure and and that kind of thing. But does it? Do you think that maybe they're they're trying to in all of this to maybe build up his confidence because they feel like he's a better kicker, kicker when he's more confident and they want to build that confidence? You're our guy. You know You're what? our guy. You're our maybe guy. They there might be something to that because they have always said his confidence is what they like the most about him. Like where, he doesn't get down on himself where, when he misses. Where does he kick the best? Like Far out. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, 62-yarder. Okay. What's this? And it's almost like he lo- maybe loses focus or something when he gets down closer, takes it a little bit for granted. I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out. Yeah, I don't I know. Just, I really don't understand why they wouldn't have brought in more competition for him, especially a team that always talks about the fact that they are about creating competition at every position, and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they did in this instance at the kicker position. No. But this is normally what they do. This is how what they do. Uh, they, they bring in a guy that can do both, that can kind of help the kicker and help the punter without using a, a roster spot. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like this is a dual-threat guy. Casey Redford is really more of a punter. He's not r- much of a kicker. He's not really giving him much as far as kicking goes. Um, Other than a leg to just, just take just some, of, to take some yeah. of these extra point tries yeah. and stuff like that. Ames says, give me some surprising names on the chopping block, which – we talk about everything with this team, so we've, you know, it's probably not going to be a big surprise because we just talk about everything. But because we got three weeks to yeah, do it, but right? But give me names anyway. Sean Lee. Wow, that would be a surprise. Wow, you just. I appreciate me. your moxie. It would came from way back <laughs> yeah. here with that. One. Yeah, I don't think it would be a chopping block. I think they would do it in a, in a delicate way. Press conference, like a I, retirement. It, it's the injury is it, it's just it's going to have to put them on this list or IR for eight weeks type thing or something where, you know, they just – I don't think they need to do it for money standpoint. No, they don't. But That would be a surprise, and it would surprise me. I'm not saying that's what they no, should do. I asked for a surprise name, and you gave it <laughs> to me. one. I asked somebody, you know, we – Who do you want, Kerry Hyder? I mean, who all, they, who, all day at these practices, you know, we're standing around watching and talking to each other and feeling, feeling out ideas, and I was having this conversation with somebody. I was like – is there any chance that Witten wouldn't make it all the way to the final roster? No. And and like we were, you know, like oh, Sean Lee's a possibility, so and so is a possibility. I brought up Witten, and they were like, no, no, that's not happening. What about you? I mean, can you dream of some somebody uh, like a dream scenario? I say that. Well, not dream like I want people to no, get cut. No, I'm, uh, I'm joking because of what you said today. In the oh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think I had a dream that they cut Robert Quinn. <laughs> Like I, that's that? that's you where I, that. I'm at the point where I'm dreaming about roster moves. And, and as of last night was, you know, can be like a dream was a little foggy too. So yeah. uh, it was. Like, did we talk about that? I was like, like no, did no. somebody say that to me, no. or did I just make it up? I think I made it up. That would shock me. I got me one too. for you. You think there's any possibility that Darius Jackson, who started camp as the guy getting the number one reps, ends up not on this team? Yes, yes. absolutely. Like really good is that a surprise? But no. is that a surprise? Would no, that be a sorry. We, the no, we're both just kind of like, no. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, just think about where he started to where he would be if he got cut. Like That no. seems to be a little bit of a precipitous drop. But yeah. it, but he's started at number one because the real number one's not True. here. And True. I mean, it, we've said it a million times. And they, then they also signed out. Well, and then and they, that's that's why I think four is four running backs is a lock because I think I think the people upstairs, at least at the star, uh, are. Say, I nope. know there's nobody above us right now, but the people upstairs at the star <laughs> saw what C.J. Anderson did to them in the playoffs, and I think that resonated with them. I think they liked the idea of having a capable, you know, every man backup who can do that type yeah. of stuff there if will, they need him to. There will be a former Pro Bowler that gets released. That's not really saying much because cause, uh, no. uh, Alfred Morris is a two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, mm. that's fair. Um, 
Nathaniel, another Nathaniel, too, today, says, uh, where do you feel the worst about this team in terms of depth? Not starters, but what position has the worst depth? Easy quarterback. Mm, yeah, good point. If you want to take quarterback out, you probably have a better conversation. But yeah. quarterback is Forget quarterback. Yeah. Forget yeah. quarterback. Well, th just just think about, you know, the, the drop-off. Zeke to Pollard? Or Alfred Morris Zeke or Darius Jackson. Zeke to Morris. Zeke to Morris. Uh, Dak to, to Cooper. Tyron Smith to Cam Fleming. The, well, tack the tackle depth on this team is not inspiring. Who starts? No, but who I, starts I, in front of. A, who starts after Leighton? Joe Thomas. Yeah, probably. I don't think. Or any they of move them is Sean Lee. Quarterback. Yeah. Like quarterback is the biggest drop off in my opinion. Now, if you want to get to True. the next position, I would. I would start to talk about safety. I mean, yeah. we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. You don't really feel great about either one of those safeties being the yeah. guy out there on an every down kind of basis, um, other than the two starters. So, you know. I I'd say safety for me would probably be the next one. Okay. What is a position of depth that could get traded when it comes down to it? Roster cuts and such. I was told last night by some people that defensive line is going to be the toughest position to cut in years for this team. Years. So when you think about that, maybe some guys with a little bit of trade value there. Who cool. would that guy be? Yeah. That's a good question. I, it depends. I, Doesn't that then run into like what teams are off? What teams? What well, teams see, want? Right. See, last year was a little tricky because you wouldn't think you would go. You would trade the corn. You would trade the the rookie for something. You would kind of keep the rookie and see what you can get. But last year they did the opposite and traded Travarius Ward to the Chiefs, which was kind of a surprising move because uh, he was having a good camp but not a great camp. I think that was a little bit desperate just because of what happened to Travis Frederick. They traded him for an for, offensive lineman yeah. who wound up not even playing. But, but The reason why I say that is let's say that everybody's kind of, you know, Hyder's doing some good things, and it sounds like he's he's turning some heads, and they love uh, Chris Covington. Yes. Oh, Christian, Christian, Christian Covington. Covington. Yeah. Um, but then what about Joe Jackson and Jelks and those guys? Mm -hmm. Which Wise, which one would you like, – you would feel like if you're going to trade, you'd trade the veteran, right? You would think, although, you know – as good as Jelks and Joe Jackson might be, like, what are they doing for you on game day? Like, are they really far enough along in their development that they're going to get a jersey and make an impact? Whereas, if he makes the team, I trust that Kerry Hyder is going to have a role. I mean, he's been there and done that. Whereas, Jalen Jelks might be a baseball hat kind of guy. And, and how much does it factor in that this year, if they believe this, which I think they probably do, they feel like they have a team that can really right. go somewhere. Yeah. Do you, maybe as opposed to other years where you're willing to kind of mortgage the now for the future yeah this may be a year when they're like push all the chips in all for now free agents because yeah because you don't Seriously. know what the future is going to be mm -hmm. and we feel like we got the team right now so let's go all in Th you know that being said though you can look at it the other way look at all those free agents on that list you know you need some guys that you some of these young players that you can keep because if you if you decide to keep let's say a carry hider over a jalen jokes a guy that a, a veteran player who's going to probably be inactive either way or do you keep it, you know, because next year, is Hyder going to be your guy? or would you The lifeblood, with the CBA the way it is, the lifeblood of a, of a good team is rookie contracts. Good players on yeah. long, yeah. cheap contracts. So Which they're getting to that point now, that's about to run out. They're yeah. about to have well, everybody in. But you just, big all, like, no pressure, Will, but you got to keep hitting on these draft yeah. picks if you're going to start paying these people. But also, to answer that question, don't throw out maybe cornerback again. You know, maybe a – Maybe a Jordan Lewis or maybe an Anthony Brown who's only got one year left on his deal. Maybe something like that if they if they felt like Mike Jackson was playing well. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Not not with the injury to Byron Jones. I wouldn't. I just I'd keep a lot of. Corners. You can never have too many good corners, yeah. man. One last one for Lance because he tweeted me during the show. Shout out to Lance. You seen anything more from Tristan Hill since the last time we talked about him? I know Rod Marinelli called him the caboose on the train. <laughs> uh, getting, you know, got to speed up or get left behind. I feel like I've seen him flash a but little bit more here over the last couple up, days. Though. He's yeah. moved up to the food cart, they said, and they and Marinelli <laughs> said he's got the menu now. Oh, is that? Okay. I must have missed right. that. Moving so his way up. Uh, yeah, he's I, not the caboose. Good. They gave him he doesn't meat. have, like, the the hat, like, sideways, you know, saying all aboard or whatever, but he's he's moving up, moving his way up he, the track. I've, I've seen him a little more often. I, he looked pretty good in one-on-ones the other day. I'm yeah. encouraged. Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, it, that the There's first nothing rookie about him. What do you mean? 
Other than maybe the way he plays. I bet Rod would. He looks young. He looks he, like he a rookie. Looks, young. You're right. Yeah. But his demeanor and stuff, doesn't he seem like he's kind of been here four or five years? I actually would say the opposite. I think he seems no, like a kid. He seems like a baby. I you look at his face and he's like, oh, there's he's a got baby. baby fat. Not saying all that. I'm not saying he's not. he doesn't have some of that going with him. I'm just saying he's. So his demeanor, he's not like yes, yes sir, no sir. I mean, just well, you know, like, it was interesting. He's comfortable. He seems comfortable. I was, I was in a uh, quick we'll story. I was in a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was behind the scenes the other day, and the the team was actually uh, we had a, a company out that's a partner of ours, Reveal Suits, and they were fitting some guys for suits. Oh uh, yeah, and <laughs> and so Tristan's in there, and in walks the Hot Boys. Right, you got oh, Demarcus, you got uh, Crawford, you got all of them. Right. And uh, and so the, they're talking to Tristan about his suit and everything. And one of the people fitting him says, so are you one of the Hot Boys? And when I tell you real quick, he's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not a member of the Hot Boys. I'm not. A, and they're all standing back there looking at him to see what he's going to say. Because, you know, they hold that really tight. You don't just become a Hot Boy because you get drafted or because you play the position. you got to earn your way in. So it was just like you could tell. Like he has a – he knows his place. He knows that I'm not in the club yet. i got to earn my way into the club. And that said a lot to me about kind of how he's probably approaching this and how they probably treat him. Like, dude, you just because you were a second-round pick, that means very little. you got to earn this. It's like the O-line. You don't just get to walk out with the big dogs right exactly. away. All right, exactly. that is all the time we have for Tuesday's break. We will be back tomorrow. Good job, Dave. There's a football practice yeah, today, job, so we Dave. will talk about football instead of contracts. But we'll still probably talk about some contracts. So whatever. Anyway, bye. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?